Okay, so I was listening to Lala's podcast about last week's episode, and she actually touched on the 151 in James's eye incident. Now, we posted about this on TikTok, and there was a lot of discussion, I will put it mildly, debate would be putting it kindly. There was a lot of fighting. So she clarified that as James was passing the drink to Christina Kelly, Ali was annoyed by the little joke that he makes, and she kind of like pushes it away, flicks it, but she ends up hitting the straw, which flicked the 151 into James's eye. So when James screams out, Ali, it was actually out of annoyance at Ali. I didn't know that. I thought he was crying out for her help and she was just laughing, but he knew that Ali flicked it in her, into his eye. Oh my God. Ali he is the best. I'm, I'm still laughing about it. I, I didn't realize that either, but that makes a lot more sense. So Lala did confirm it was 151 because last week I was very suspect it was water. To be fair to last week, Sarah, we've never actually, nobody's gone to the restaurant that I know of and tried the drink and taste tested it to see if it's 151 or water. Majority rule does seem to think that it is 151, but I I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> I saw one commenter on our TikTok say, you can't light water on fire. <laughs> fair, fair. I have a couple little tidbits, Jersey tidbits. Gia was on Teresa's podcast a couple days ago. And she told everyone that Melissa, Auntie Melissa, has blocked her ass. Oh, my God. I saw that. I also saw Teresa was talking about Louis' sister and with Dolores. And she starts going on about how Louis' sister was such a big fan of her and even went to a book signing years ago. Why? Do you think that the reason that she likes his sister and his family so much is because they were fans of hers? That would be creepy to me, I think. If, like, my sister-in-law had come to my book signing and was, well, I guess it depends if she's, like, a super fan or just, like, a fan of the show. Well, I mean, look how much shit Jackie gets for being a fan, a super fan, it kind of was strange, and Dolores was with her. Dolores could not hide what she was thinking. Her facial expressions were ruthless. I don't know. Maybe she just really likes having a family member that's in her camp or easier to manipulate. I hate to say it, but I know Teresa really does enjoy having people around her that idolize her I guess is the word yeah she did make that comment in today's episode that we're going to talk about where she's talking about Jennifer Aiden and what kind of bridesmaid she is and she's like that's the kind of friend I want that's the kind of bridesmaid I want she's here to celebrate me and I'm like okay yeah no I get it you know everybody loves being celebrated but there's more to friendship and to sisterhood than just celebrating each other. Like sometimes we call each other out. Well, on that note, let's jump into our, our recaps today. 
we will be covering New Jersey, season 13, episode 13, Messes and Bridesmaid Dresses, and Vanderpump Rules, season 10, episode 13, Lady and the Glam. Fireworks, baby. I'm so excited. For everyone listening, we will put a timestamp in the show notes. So we'll we'll cover Jersey first. And if you just want to skip right to Vanderpump, we'll make a note of it for you. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Narelle. You're listening to Hopeless Not Truthless, the truthful podcast about hopeless people. Make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Hopeless Not Truthless. We would love if you guys could drop us a rating or a review. Five stars would be great. If you don't, I will go Lala on you. Thank you. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Sarah, this this episode, I enjoyed it. There was a few good moments that I want to talk to you about. There were some definite uh, bombs, if you will. Yeah, bombs. I like that. I think bombs is a pretty good way to describe. We got to talk about Danielle and her mom real fast because she tells her mom the rumor that Laura has started spreading about Melissa kissing some random man. And mom is encouraging her to tell Melissa. Do you think Danielle should be the one to tell Melissa? I mean, putting myself in Danielle's shoes, I probably would feel obligated to tell Melissa, especially because this rumor is just flying around behind Monk's back, which obviously was the plan. But I think I would tell her, honestly. I would almost encourage the others that are closer to Melissa to tell her, I think. Yeah, but I think that the the whole plan for them telling Danielle was that, oh, we're going to get everybody talking about this. It's going to be, you know, the big storyline for the show. All eyes are going to be on Melissa. And then we're just going to sit back and watch the drama unfold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. I... I just feel bad for Danielle because I feel like she's going to get into a situation. She already is in a situation where shit's going to get crazy. She might be the scapegoat. Oh, she will be the scapegoat. She is going to get the shit end of the stick. There's no two ways about it, but it's already in the works. So she might as well tell Melissa at this point. Okay. And then we are at Melissa and Joe's house and they're talking about you know, what happened in Ireland. And Melissa said something clicked for her when they were doing the mural on the art wall. When she was drawing the picture of Teresa and the family and Joe coming over from Italy and she started sobbing and then she just feels as if she gave up in that moment. She's not going to argue anymore. She just is not feeling it at all. And Joe says he doesn't want her to have to prove herself anymore. Oh my gosh, I knew it last week. I was like, Melissa is done. I had this weird feeling. Everything changed about her energy. I'm glad she confirmed this for my sake alone, because it is very obvious to me. 
I did find it very interesting though, Narelle. She's like, I just want to keep it at a peaceful place so the family can attend the wedding. But why? If, if I guess I understand why. But she said after the wedding, she's done. Done, done, done with her. So what is the point? Probably at this point, she doesn't want she doesn't want the reason for them not going to the wedding to be blamed on her. So she is just going along. Let's keep it peaceful. Let's go to the wedding. Let's get over this next big step and then just fade away would be my instinct probably as well in that moment. And I think it's for the best, honestly, like at this point, there's just too many wrongs on both sides, too many hurts done to both of them simultaneously it's too much to forget and forgive it's just it's too much yeah it is the the thing that bothers me about this though is that i don't totally know what each other has done to the other i know the gist like everyone else and i understand the pain but these two women are riddled with resentment it's hard because i I don't want to ask this question, but I'm going to. Are you team Teresa or team Melissa? You or team nobody? I, gun to my head, I was team Melissa up until this shift in her energy. She's closed off now and I don't see a future at all between the two of them. So I'm, I'm team nobody now. I think it needs to be done. It needs to be over. I think both of them probably, or at least one of them needs to be taken off of the show. Oh, we're getting candid up in here. I'm with you at this point. I used to be team Melissa until very recently this season. I started really trying to see things from Teresa's standpoint. I I feel like Teresa is calculated. I feel like Melissa is also calculated. I think if I had to pick which one to stay, Melissa has to go. That scene with Antonia, the car, who cares? Like, honestly, I'm so sick of it. Show me something vulnerable besides Teresa, Melissa. Okay, your dad might have had another child that was last season. Nothing came of that. Get deep because you're not bringing anything to the table except Teresa. Teresa has way more value. What Melissa's doing in this episode and the last episode, I don't know if she knows she's going to get fired. I don't know if she really is just that done. She seems to really care about her place on the show. So I'm pretty shocked by her behavior. Maybe she feels safe because the upcoming kiss drama is going to secure her a place on next season. I'm getting real flippin' irritated, though. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That killed me. Sorry. (laughs) It was... was so Norell that it just was like, whoa, she's like full, fully candid right now. How many episodes now have I made the joke 
that they're not going to talk about the kiss until the finale. And I'm pretty sure now they're not going to actually get to the kiss until the finale. Oh my, I was laughing because I'm like another episode, another vacant kiss, a whisper of a kiss. Oh my God. It's the only thing besides Teresa's wedding that is actually going on in this series this season. And the kiss probably didn't even happen. So let's be real. It's just a bunch of bullshit. I'm getting real flipping irritated too, Narelle. I think that if the kiss had happened, had actually happened, we would have started this season off with the kiss because we would have gotten into the nitty gritty of it the um you know joe and melissa going through this together the fact that you know the producers of the show are holding it out like some carrot every single episode oh keep watching because we got this kiss coming up oh no no not quite yet oh keep watching here comes nope nope i'm pretty sure that means it absolutely did not happen tell us okay but something tells me we'll never find out the actual truth which is also part of the reason why Melissa is boring and stale and all the synonyms for that so that I can think of. Okay, I got we 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 gotta get off this topic. It's driving me crazy. Um Narelle, I have a, a very serious and important question for you. How do you feel about armless leather vests? <laughs> On the back of a motorcycle, you know, a pro, heavily in the pro column, in a oddly formal dining room, when I'm dressed for, you know, a nice, comfortable dinner with my ex, but not, not pro. And then when he (laughs) took it off, and the tank top, it was even worse. I almost wanted him to leave the vest on. Put it back on, Frankie. I I love Frank. I think he's such a babe. He can almost get away with anything. But compared to Delore, which is what I'm going to call her for the rest of my life now. Compared to Delore, Frank, you're trying to win her back, aren't you? Like, shape up here. Put some pants on. Put a shirt with arms on. Do you really think he's trying to win Dolores back? It doesn't make sense otherwise to me. It really doesn't. I'm trying to figure it out. He doesn't want Polly involved. He doesn't want Brittany involved in certain things. It's our family. It's the four of us. I don't want Brittany. He literally screamed out to her, I don't want Brittany. So why? Why are you trying to keep all the spouses away, Frank? Okay, so I actually have a new theory about this based (laughs) entirely on this conversation. And I am 100% confident that I'm right. (laughs) Oh, oh, baby. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. Okay. It became so clear to me that when they were talking, all of a sudden, Frank holds Dolores in the same spot in his heart and in his mind as he held his mother. It's Mm. why he believes that there should be no issue with other spouses because it's not sexual. When it comes to their relationship, And also why he's so unable to give it up or change it or evolve it in any way. 
I think throughout their marriage, Dolores probably was more of a mother figure to him. And that's often why a lot of uh, relationships break down because one partner has taken on, you know, more of a caretaker role and that becomes a very resentful place to be. He came to rely on it. And now his actual mother is gone. So he no longer has that backup mother connection. And with without Dolores, he feels totally adrift and out of control. He's refusing to let go of his relationship with Dolores because he doesn't want to accept he doesn't have a mother anymore. Dolores is his pseudo mother. Yes, okay, okay. When he mentioned his mother, it crossed my mind. Not to this extent. And your theory, if you dug down into Frank's brain, is probably 100% accurate. Agreed. When you put it like that, it does, it breaks my heart because he gets so emotional and he was so sincere. And did you see Dolores' reaction to that? It was kind of like, ooh, I, I know Dolores is badass. She's Jersey, all those things. And like, you don't cry, but she's like, go to the bathroom to cry. But again, I think that that is also probably more of a mother instinct. So it's less coming from a partner or an ex-partner kind of like, oh, my heart's going out to you, blah, blah, blah. It's more like she's admonishing him like a mother might. Okay, we have got to move on to Louis and Teresa. This was the bomb. The (laughs) bomb dropped in the car here. I Okay, first of all, I find it very hard to believe that Teresa who is very obviously dressed for a surprise wedding shower. She basically had on a wedding dress, a white wedding dress, and pretending as if she doesn't know where she's going. I don't believe for a second that she didn't tell Louie that morning that she was filming and going to her wedding shower. It seemed oddly weird and orchestrated, But I also can't come up with any idea or any understanding as to why they would orchestrate that because of how it makes them look on camera. Like Louis is showing his true colors here, obviously. Like, why would they want that shown? So I am with you 100%. Teresa absolutely knew she was going to her wedding shower. She looked so stunning. Whatever. Besides the point. I think when Louie called her, she told him he knew they were filming, but he had forgotten. And I think there was a conversation privately between Teresa and Louie, and they talked about this behind closed doors, saying we're not going to invite them. And Louie called forgetting they were being recorded. So all of a sudden she's like, oh shit, our plan. You know, I actually did get a feeling that he was double checking with her when he said, "Um, so I'm not inviting Melissa and Joe. Like it had been something they had already talked about. Maybe he did forget that they were filming. I could buy that. And like the way she immediately took him off speakerphone. I just think it's really sad as well that they obviously have these conversations in front of the girls about 
family members. I don't think you should do that. I had the same thought. It bothered me, especially because then you pan over to the confessional and Teresa's saying, I don't want to involve the girls. I tell them as little as possible. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Teresa, that's not true. Like, I, I know with Gia, it's probably different. Gia's an adult, whatever. But Melania, when Teresa said, oh, obviously they're invited, you know, after the fact, when she's trying to save face. Because, Louie, you can't just do some and not the others. Like, Teresa, honey, own it. Um, but Melania's reaction was, why are they invited? So upset. There is so much hostility from those girls towards Joe and Melissa, whether that's from Teresa or because of the situation at hand, because Joe and Melissa are actually that shitty. It's just a hostile city. I'm so curious to know whether it's based on actual actions from their aunt and uncle or whether it's based on things that they've heard their mom say. I mean, it's probably a situation where it's both, but yeah, I didn't, that's not, not cool. Did not like that scene. Loved the bridal shower scene though. When, first of all, she rocks up in the car like, oh, we're here for lunch and we've driven for 45 minutes to this weird location and I'm wearing a wedding dress and I'm so surprised. Louis' sisters were there. That was interesting. I agree with Melissa on this one. In her confessional, she thinks Teresa has replaced Joe and her with Louis' sisters and his family. And I agree. I think once Teresa had that security, that was it. She's like, okay. I could be done with your bullshit. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any way to disagree. Like based on Teresa's speech alone. And I wanted to ask you whether or not you thought this was intentional. The way she calls out every single new family member in her life and thanks them. And even goes so far as to talk about how they were there for her when Joe went into jail. Never. Yeah mentions melissa i i absolutely think it's intentional maybe not as malicious as some people think it is but there is no love lost she has honestly i don't know if melissa did do that much for her while she was away she doesn't have much to thank her for i really don't think she owed her a, a thank you or get praise and Melissa even said that when she was talking to Teresa's trainer. Did you see that woman? She was awesome. She's like, I feel for you, man. I really fucking do. You got to mention your sister-in-law in your speech. And Melissa's like, I don't deserve it. And even Jackie said, I don't think it was intentional. I couldn't believe that. That floored me. I just don't. I don't see it not being intentional. I don't know the motivations behind it, whether she was trying to hurt Melissa's feelings or not, but she was definitely making a point in my opinion. Yeah, she, she was. Danielle, my girl, my girl's coming in. She's coming in hot today. I laughed. I audibly LOL in real life because when when she walks up and it was so awkward to the group and Danielle right away goes yeah Ireland was a good time 
And Rachel's face, like her eyes almost bulged out of her head. Like, I'm sorry, what? But Melissa called her out. She's like, something seemed off with you. And then Danielle says that she came back from Ireland like a completely different person. I thought it was pretty freaking funny when she starts going off about how there's two different Rachels. You know, there's the nice Rachel and then there's a... And the producers did her dirty by actually flashing back to Danielle being two different people, being the nice Danielle, and then the Danielle that loses her mind and goes zero to a hundred, like she's describing herself. Yes, she is. And it was kind of odd because Rachel Fuda, she was in her confessional saying, I want to move on with Danielle. So Danielle is definitely holding a grudge. Um, but she is a fantastic housewife because I can't stop talking about her. I'm obsessed with her when she comes on my screen. You never know what you're going to get. I'm like, oh my God, who, which one is she today? Which Danielle is she today? Love that new energy. That's what we need. Melissa, take note, like just be interesting you don't even have to be real because I don't know which Danielle to believe most of the time but it's new it's fresh and it's interesting okay Sarah I just refilled my water here I'm getting prepared I am ready to switch over to Vanderpump are you ready oh my god I am so ready after watching last night my mind is spinning I want to talk to you about the scene like the beginning kind of flashback scene. Everyone's finding out that Raquel spent the night at Tom and Ariana's and Ken is the one who who drops this little detail. Okay. Why did Raquel even tell Lisa Vanderpump that she had spent the night? Like she specifically did this on camera, I think because she wanted it to come out. Oh my God. The first thing I thought was really Raquel, you're going to walk in and not just to Lisa, to the other two, I forget their names. The other two co-owners. Oh, I'm hungover. I slept in. I was at Sandoval's last night. It must be because she wanted it to come out. She's like a masochist or something. I have no idea. Uh, this girl seems so thirsty in my opinion I have a feeling that she at this point in her little relationship with Sandoval she probably has been asking him to dump Ariana or maybe that's how he's been stringing stringing her along like yeah yeah no don't worry babe I'm gonna end it with Ariana for sure and she was getting frustrated and so maybe she wanted to push this into everybody's you know, mind like this might be happening because she wanted to force the situation. She wanted to force Sandoval's hand. Why else would you tell your boss? Oh, after I was caught making out with, you know, Schwartz and everybody hated me for being a whore. Then I spent the night with both of them and we were in the jacuzzi together and I was so hungover that I slept. Like, you're basically telling everybody what we need to know. There's no other logical reason why she would say this out loud. Uh, There's a million excuses she could have used. You're right, though. It's a little cat and mouse game, and you can see it throughout this entire episode, how they are both getting off 
on playing this game, thinking they're so much smarter than everyone. But Lala, she says Lisa has a bullshit detector. Oh, babe, Lala is on this shit. (laughs) I loved when Lala told James, Katie heard from Ken. Or Katie told me Raquel slept at Sandoval's last night. And James, (gasps) Katie knows. (laughs) So epic. I thought it was a little bit weird when he was like, Katie knows? (gasps) That gasp. It was very dramatic. I wanted to ask you what I'm getting just this weird vibe about the jacuzzi and about Schwartz and Raquel and Sandoval all in the jacuzzi after the beach drinks. Like they got so messed up. She was an hour and a half late the next day. Sarah, is there there a chance that there was a threesome in the jacuzzi? Narelle, don't say it. I don't even want to think about it. Those, oh my God. I can't. I can't think about it. I'm actually thinking of Raquel in like a sympathetic way. Um, even though she's <laughs> she's choosing to be there. I think I think they really want people to think that. Uh, whether it's true or not, I think they're really pushing this agenda and they want to seem a lot cooler than they are. That's my take. Okay, and at this point, like, we know. We know that this didn't come out of nowhere. People have figured it out. The way that this has been framed, like, when the news first dropped, it was as if, you know, it came out of the blue. Everybody seemed so surprised and so shocked. Like, Sarah, do you think everyone on the cast agreed just not to spill the beans about this until a certain date to capitalize on the drama or what? Like, when then when it first broke, it seemed like nobody knew. But there's so much speculation being shown on the show. Like people are figuring it out. Oh, this whole scene made me absolutely 100% believe they all knew. And you know who the giveaway was? Who the giveaway was now? James. He is not very good at acting. Because he's sitting there with Lala and he's just like overacting, underacting, smiling, looking around. Like he doesn't want to participate in this lie. You can tell, but he is and he's not doing the best job. Lala, I would have been fully convinced if it was just her. So you're right though, all this outrage. Um, Lala is now just starting to come out, I've noticed, in podcasts and things, and say, oh, I was starting to to sniff it out, guys. Like, I, I was on to them, like, you know, like a master detective, but let's be real. I mean, if anyone were to find out, I guess it would be Lala, to be honest, because this is her thing. She's very on it, but... I don't know. I don't like how it looks so fake. And would Lisa really ask Raquel or any of her employees, where did you sleep last night? True. And also, what was this meeting 
that apparently Raquel was walking into a table with Lisa Guillermo, 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 the other manager, and Charlie. What was that? What were they talking about? What meeting is Raquel, you know, showing up for? That seemed orchestrated. Oh, yeah. Apparently it was a tasting. Like, come on. Like, it does seem very planned. I thought it was planned as well. When James and Lala are at Lala's new office and... He must be feeling a little relaxed because he's like, no. She literally went into my room. Oh, not my room. I'm sorry. My guest room. He's the worst liar. And going back to what you were saying about James also being a very bad actor. Why isn't James more infuriated at the thought of Sandoval hooking up with Mikkel? Like, he was with Schwartz, the even mere idea of the two of them together. It almost seems to me like James already knew at this point, and I don't quite know why he isn't losing his mind. Like, was he made to pretend as if he didn't know? I noticed it last week as well when Allie was talking about seeing them at the Abbey. James just brushed it off. Why was he so pissed about the idea of of Raquel and Schwartz, but not about Raquel and Sandoval? The only thing I can think of is that James and Sandoval have a genuine friendship that he wants to hold on to at this point. I, I can't think of anything else. But now I'm thinking to his Instagram and the way he blew up and responded to the news quote. Uh, does It doesn't align with his actions and his words in these last two episodes. I, t- I'm, I totally agree with you. I feel as if he had a more um, genuine friendship with Sandoval. He should be more genuinely angry if Sandoval's stepping in and going after Raquel. It's just, I don't know. I'm not seeing it being talked about by anybody, but I feel like James might have been the first person to know him and Allie. And for whatever reason, James is pretending not to know. It just, there's something there. I feel it. He knows and he's acting. It's the acting part. I don't know why he's acting. Yeah, I absolutely think James knew. And I, like you, cannot pinpoint why I think that. But it is very obvious to me. Raquel was, uh, uh, we gotta talk about her naivety. Is that how you say it? Naivete? Or her utter calculation. Because when they're glamping in the afternoon, they pop over to Raquel's confessional. And this is what she said. These are my true core people. These are my forever friends. The people looking out for me. Who believe in me. That means everything to me. She was super emotional this entire episode. I gotta know, is she really that naive or is she that calculated or, or is she both? I, just like James, am so torn on where to stand with this. So I really think she's lacking in some kind of social awareness. Like 
the kind that most humans naturally have. She's either entirely incapable of empathetic thought or she's just not able to tell right from wrong. More likely, I think she's just unable to care about it. You see it in the way that she includes Ariana in the group of her core forever friends while simultaneously screwing her boyfriend behind the scenes. Sandoval, very similar the way like with his fake tears when he's pretending to care for Ariana on camera about like her grandmother. And then when people are watching, but then secretly he's having Raquel and Schwartz over in the, in the jacuzzi and probably fucking both of them in Ariana's bed while Ariana is burying her grandmother. There's no mental illness in the world that explains or absolves either of them from this. There just isn't. I don't know what's wrong with Raquel. Something is wrong with her she has no remorse zero remorse it's eerie the way she is talking to ariana including her crying with her and also these little looks all these little looks knowing what we know you're right there's something very troubling about this poor girl honestly i feel sorry for her she needs help, honestly, because I don't know if it's, I don't even want to speculate what it is, but I sure hope it isn't Sandoval's influence on her. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I don't want to speculate on what it is either. I'm just becoming increasingly agitated by her like PR team kind of beginning to start that storyline about like she's at a mental health spa and she's working on her mental health and she only wants to talk about mental health things going forward on her Instagram I don't think there's any mental illness that excuses this kind of behavior to your friends there just isn't and I think that's actually doing mental health and mental illness dirty by Mm -hmm. trying to absolve herself by saying she's got some kind of mental I just I don't buy it and I think it's seedy I it's gross it leaves a bad taste in my mouth and it makes her worse in my opinion like show some remorse or show some actual growth here by accepting and acknowledging that what you did you decided to do it she talks about it later on about how she doesn't regret any of her choices really bothers me in the meantime poor ariana is actually outwardly saying in her confessionals i'm not well i'm really barely hanging on to be honest you know but there's zero empathy from either of those two and it's scary and i cannot believe this is part of this weird outward flirtatious bullshit that raquel and tom are doing so later, Ariana asks, did I anything happen while I was gone? And right away, she goes, I was late for a food tasting. What the hell? I did like my girl Sheena here calling Tom and Tom out for lying to Brock's face. Why? Like, Schwartz, you were openly lying for Sandoval here to Brock. Imagine what he's doing and how much he has lied for Sandoval throughout this entire affair. The thought makes me sick. Schwartz and Sandoval are almost at the same level for me. 
same. At times, I'm not even going to lie, Schwartz is lower, I think. In in this whole glamping episode, this whole scene of the glamping, the way Schwartz, in the back of my mind, I know what he knows. And the way he's talking, the things that he's saying, almost makes him worse than Sandoval and Raquel. It's disgusting. I was also a little bit, not disgusted or disturbed, but when Sheena's filling Ariana in about the open relationship rumor that Katie spread, uh, according to Allie, I kind of, you can see it's Sheena that is spreading the rumor, not Katie, in my opinion. And I think it was all part of Sheena's desire to hurt Katie this season. Ariana obviously doesn't believe Katie's denial text. And you really just start to see in this episode how poor Ariana's actual judgment in the character of her friends really is. She's so incredibly loyal. She's the most ride or die of probably all of them, but she aligns herself with the Sandovals and the Sheenas and the Raquels. She chooses really poorly. Yeah, she does. Uh, I don't know who I would pick, actually, when I think about it, because they're all so nasty in their own way, except Ariana, to be honest with you. I agree with you about Sheena to an extent. I think Sheena is so angry with Katie. She is absolutely trying to take her down. And I do speculate that if none of this Tom and Raquel stuff happened, that would have been the main focus for the season. And Ariana, I I questioned her judgment here big time. Because she knows better than anyone what Sheena's like. It's pretty obvious what Sheena's trying to do and just bring Katie down. But Ariana does not believe Katie. Yeah, you have to wonder if she just really does not want to believe her. Because as the show goes on as well, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, I think she, I think she's starting to really close herself off to the actual truth. I just don't know why I need to point this out. This was maybe might be the worst thing Raquel has ever done, in my opinion, aside from what she's done with almost all of the men at the dinner table. I find it equally offensive. She knocked over the homemade ranch and laughed about it. (laughs) Oh my God. My heart broke. I'm like, not the homemade ranch. And you could tell those guys were busting their butts trying to make this. Like, this is their big chance. Homemade ranch. Bam. Down it goes, Raquel. You devil woman. Fucking dumb demon. I, okay. I want to go to this place, by the way. Can we talk about how awesome it is with the goats and the pigs and the yurts? Like, loved this. This is my vibe. I, don't know what Sheena's talking about. I want to spend the night here. Narelle, we basically have spent the night at a place like this. Minus Homemade Ranch. When we went to the Merritt Mountain Music Festival. <laughs> oh my god. All I remember is dust. And how we would have to have showers every day. 
some random place, some someone's house we would pay to shower in. No, listen, Sarah, it was not somebody's random house. Well, okay, no, it was somebody's random house. It was a gas station. First of all, for those who are not living in British Columbia, Canada, Merritt Mountain Music Festival is a country festival out in Canada's desert, basically. And we set up a tent on a, a mountain of dust in the middle of summer. It was very, very hot. It was very, very dry. We were very, very drunk and just covered in brown dust for the entire weekend. And every day we would go and stand in line at a gas station that had a little house on top of it. And this guy was renting out his shower to people, basically. And for some reason, which I think was probably the fact that he had a camera set up in his shower, he let us skip the line every day. And we got to, like, go in and shower and bathe all the dust off. It was really weird looking back on. And we were all teenagers. Yeah, that that story really took a turn. And, you know, I regret <laughs> mentioning it. Sorry, I have thought about that many times through my life. What a nice old man. Thank you, sir. You're so sweet. Those were the days when people would pay to see me naked. Wow. Oh Miss those. Miss those. <laughs> You're still in those days. <laughs> no. No. Now I have to pay people to see me <laughs> naked. <laughs> Who are you paying? Well, I I pay in other ways, not monetary value. Ah, well, don't mm-hmm. we all? <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Schwartz here because he was giving it to Sandoval. He was playing a game. I almost liked it because I hate Sandoval so much right now, like everyone. But I, I kind of was into it the way he was like outwardly trying to get his gears going. But I hated it. I hated it more. So disrespectful to Ariana. And he's sitting across from her, smiling, lying to his face. He's such a piece of shit. There's there's so many pieces of shit in this flipping show. I can't. What do you think that was even about when he makes the joke about like Raquel and Taken Men? All three of them really, really seem to have thought they were going to get away with this and nobody was going to know. Was Schwartz trying to paint himself here so in hindsight everybody looks back and well, no, Schwartz never knew because he was making jokes about Raquel. I don't, I found it really strange. It's almost like a cuckold fetish type of thing for all of them. That's the vibes I got. And, and this is why I think they had a threesome. <laughs> this is why they had a threesome. Well, perhaps, it, it, and it could be because this level of confidence from Schwartz wasn't their last episode. So maybe, remember he did join in (laughs) and now he's like, I'm part of it. I'm part of the joke now so I can speak on it. It was so hard to see Ariana continuing to defend Raquel as being so sweet, so loyal and telling her she's a role model. It just hurt 
to watch. I have to say the most annoying part for me was Schwartz following all of this up with asking Raquel to be his date to Christina Kelly's skincare launch. And then the way he continues to like force that, like, no, 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 I really think you should be my date. Is this to get back at Katie? We know that at this point he knows she is heroin to Sandoval. Like, what is happening? It was so weird. And I, I don't know. I really don't know. I felt like it was all part of this weird little fetish thing that they have going on. And then the way that Raquel acts so indignant over being vilified for kissing Schwartz and her little quip about how it's not like she doesn't respect people entirely delusional or terrifyingly sociopathic all three of them are that was the strangest reaction and you can actually see when her eyes bulge out she gets angry like i think that is a genuine emotion probably one of the only genuine emotions she has the strangest thing for me was after <laughs> this all happened after Schwartz didn't said, Oh, I didn't give you a gift. When of course, Sandoval and Ariana gave her the vintage sunglasses. Happy birthday, Raquel. Here's some vintage sunnies. So nice. And then Schwartz goes, Oh, I didn't get you a gift. It's okay. You can give me a kiss. What the hell, man? Then she gets all up in Schwartz's grill saying, well, I'll be your friend date. So what is it? I That's what really made me suspect. This is to turn Tom on. And they both know that's his thing. But the more and more we're talking about it right now, and I think you've just landed on it. I really do think there's some kind of thruple atmosphere going on because this is Sandoval's kink and they are both doing it in front of him mm. to turn him on. I think they've, I think they're all, I think they're all having sex. I think they had sex in the jacuzzi. I think the only reason that Schwartz is like going along with this is because he's involved in it somehow deeper than we even know about yet. This might be the new, I think this is going to be dropped soon. I absolutely do. I think the three of them are doing it. Oh my. I honestly didn't pay it much attention, but I I think you're on to something. Do you think Joe was there too? Roommate Joe? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Oh. I don't know. I, re I have to, re I reserve, I reserve judgment on Joe. I need to see her. I've never seen their dynamic. I would know instantly when I saw, I would know, but I don't know now. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm pretty disgusted right now. I guess this pretty much just leads us over to the heart spring event at Tom Tom now. First of all, Ariana talking to Katie about Raquel. Again, just kind of solidifying my thoughts here. We're seeing her being ride or die to the wrong person. The person who's actually hurting her. 
she's shutting down the person who's actually ride or die for her, which I think is Katie and Sarah. Okay. So I think it must've been really frustrating to have these suspicions. Katie at this point has already started piecing things together about Sandoval and Raquel. I, I cannot imagine being good friends with somebody who has just lost a grandmother and who has just lost a dog and who's very depressed and having suspicions about that very close friend and her boyfriend and wanting to tell this person and probably wanting to say, look out, like you're headed for a big crash, but not wanting to like pile on to this person's, you know, terrible life at the moment. I just, I so badly wanted to give Ariana a bit of a shake, just a soft one, not a hard one, but she doesn't seem to be seeing clearly. She doesn't. And to be honest with you, I was getting a bit agitated with our girl Ari because it, it bothered me how just because the way she is with Raquel and her relationship with Raquel and her relationship with Tom and Tom's relationship with Raquel, just based on her own experiences, she has no issues with Raquel. So she's diminishing Katie and Lala for that matter. Um, and that's a big problem. I think the older we get, I think we need to really listen to our friends and take what they say with a grain of salt, of course, but also really hear what they're telling us because their experiences are valid as well. Do you know what? That's really interesting that you bring that up because Sheena does that. Ariana's maybe closest best friend. They're very similar in that respect that they don't, they don't base their opinions of their friends on other people's experiences with those friends. Like I think of it, most of the people that I like to surround myself with, like you, for example, sorry, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I don't think I could be as close to you as I am now if I saw you doing to others behavior that I have a problem with. I'm not able to shut my mind down when it comes to the way that you live your life outside of my relationship. And it appears as if Sheena and Ariana can. Yes, I'm with you. I I don't like seeing my friends who I love treat other people like shit, which is exactly what Katie tells Ariana. And I I really appreciated Katie's honesty there. She may not be like, you know, the most fun person or bubbly person at all, but you know when she said, she's a shitty ass person to some people and amazing to others. It doesn't diminish the fact she's still a shitty ass person sometimes. It was, yeah, it, it just seems like Katie's seeing things a little bit more clearly and Ariana's deciding not to. Uh, we also need to talk about James and the scene where he's talking to Raquel. Oh my God, I this was so, oh, so bizarre to me. I love the scene, but whoa, there's a lot. She needs so much validation from every 
single man in her vicinity. She cannot accept that James has moved on and is no longer like admiring her. The way that this bitch said that that's why she does what she does in life and why she doesn't regret anything. We all need to hear and believe these words because they are her truth. Anything she's coming out with now on her socials or anything that her PR team is putting out there is just an effort to improve her public image because it's very obvious she feels no remorse. The, this scene was so telling to me. Even from the very minute he sat down when he was like, nice bag. Oh, the fact she brought the bag James bought for her kind of, uh, it was weird to me uh, trying to allure him almost. And then, oh, I'm so hurt, James. I'm just so hurt. You saying you regret Rochella. And I have no regrets. But she, again, she gets really heated here. I feel like she's trying to be a philosopher, like a Sandoval rubbing off on her. Is he her teacher? It's, it's just ridiculous. It's like a dumb ass person trying and pretending to be smart and free when they're literally just claustrophobic with all of this emotion and turmoil she's she's really jaded i think it all comes back down to her being like an empty shell of a person who requires everybody's attention and like validation mainly men and for whatever reason she's unable like she should not be engaging James in a conversation like this love that you pointed out the fact that she brought his bag that night and like puts it on the table and like sits down and she's like oh you bought me that bag and very pissed off that he didn't even seem to remember that he bought her that bag she's so offended by the fact that James doesn't care why like move on go do your own thing Raquel but she doesn't want to she needs his validation she needs all eyes on her when they're male eyes she's addicted to the male gaze she's addicted to the male she just wants to be admired by every single man and she cannot stand that James does not admire her I think you hit the nail on the head that's that's what it seems like attention-seeking behavior to the extreme. We, <laughs> another crazy scene for me, like it's almost a parallel to the Raquel and James scene, but with Sandoval and Ariana, that whole thing. I, again, really didn't like Ariana's approach here. She was defensive right out of the gates when Lala confronted her saying, Jason left and Tom knew. Yeah, I I have to agree. I wish that Ariana was a little bit more open-minded when her people like Lala and Katie are approaching her and kind of starting to sew together this narrative for her. She's she's reverting back to being, you know, in Sandoval's defense at all times and she's not seeing the truth that is being laid out in front of her. Or, Sarah, I am also wondering, in the back of my mind, is this actually more a case of 
everyone has kind of mentioned how they Sandoval and Ariana are the most different of everybody of all the couples they act the most differently on and off camera it's been suggested that even by like Sandoval has pointed this out that a lot of their on camera um, time together is for the optics of their relationship for their brand it's all about making themselves out to be this power couple so is ariana in this scene and in this episode kind of doing what they've used to do which is promote their relationship and promote their brand together and what we're seeing now is that tom is failing to do that and the irritation or something that ariana seems to be feeling it just it doesn't read to me as a girlfriend who's hurt by her or who's legitimately hurt by her boyfriend that you know he didn't come to the funeral he didn't he's not showing up like a boyfriend should it kind of seems more like Ariana is upset at him for making her look stupid not that she's upset with him for being a bad boyfriend yes it's you know she even said to him you put me in a position with this that makes people think I I look like an idiot and she does come to the conclusion that she is Tom's biggest stan and he is not hers. I didn't read it as irritation toward Tom. Do you know what point I started to feel that she was irritated? Was what? when she um she reaches over and she like wipes something off of his face. It was almost it didn't I didn't look I didn't feel caring. From it it felt like a warning almost she reaches off and like rubs a smudge off of his face and he gets this look on his face as if he's been chastised it, mm. it I don't know and I'm That's... not saying in any way that it's just it it does seem to me that their relationship is very unhealthy by this point and that Ariana herself is very unhappy in this relationship it is not a excuse at all for what Sandoval has done, he still needed to end the relationship before he entered into another one with Raquel. But I do see a lot of big cracks here that I've never noticed before. And it is interesting to see the way Ariana is struggling to still hide them. Yeah, I agree with you because it there was a ten there was a lot of tension. I read it towards Lala. But I think you're absolutely right because she was defending Tom and she said, I'm fine with how things transpired that day. And then throws Lala under the bus saying she wants to know why you didn't get a ride with Jason that day. And I thought, ooh, I don't like that because you should want to know. Honestly, if my man was out at a party, my grandma died. And I know he chose to stay there. That would not go well. But you have really, I love your psychoanalysis of this because I think it's 100% accurate. I think that the way that Lala handled herself in that conversation, Lala and Katie, I think at this point, both are heavily suspicious. And I think to the point they probably knew in their hearts that something's happened and they're trying to put the breadcrumbs out there in a respectful way to Ariana. And right now it just seems like Ariana is 
the tension and the irritation. I I think she just doesn't like the way it's making her look. It doesn't seem to me that she's actually hurt by the loss of Tom yet at this point. Or maybe she just doesn't want to believe it. Maybe she's in so much, what's the word? Not disillusionment. Denial. Denial. Thank you. She's in so much denial, maybe. I don't know. But it, there's a lot of tension under the under the water there it's it's weird to watch and try to decode and I also wanted to just quickly tell you I found this very interesting one of our followers on TikTok uh, her username is Lisa T she actually pointed out something very interesting it was 10 years ago that Ariana's dad died if we're going by the timeline of Ariana and Tom's relationship, which is eight and a half years, that put the time of death of Tom was in a relationship with Kristen. And Ariana points out that Tom dropped everything to come and be with her during that time in her life because he was so, you know, he thought it was so important. And it's very symbolic because he dropped nothing when her grandmother passed away. So that's how things have changed between them. However, it was never mentioned that the fact that he was with Kristen. So one of the important things that he dropped for her was his current girlfriend at the time because he was with Kristen when her dad died. And that is just, it is so fucked up to me. He's treated the way he treats all of his girlfriends and the way he's now trying to to end this relationship with Ariana in the same way that he tried to end it with Kristen. It's it's so messed up. I'm really glad that we are all privy to it and that he wasn't able to pull the wool over our eyes the way that he did when he ended it with Kristen and the way that Kristen was pointed out to be the villain or painted to be the villain. I'm so glad Ariana's not going to suffer the same fate. It's just, it's disturbing behavior. And I'm glad that we caught on to it. Yeah. It, it He's got so many sick patterns and I guess an old dog doesn't learn new tricks because it's so regurgitated. The one thing I do want to kind of touch on again that you mentioned not too long ago was the state of their Ariana and Tom's relationship. And it almost makes me think, (laughs) don't get mad people. Some of the things Tom was saying in the Howie Mandel podcast were true. Um, Obviously they have Tom's perspective on them and they're the way he says it are not true, but the foundation of those, those statements are are probably true but at the end of the day because he has done this before we are on guard and he really does look like the terrible piece of shit he is i kind of have to agree i think that there is a basis unfortunately for what sandoval is talking about on the podcast but also his his reason for wanting to end the relationship. I believe that his reason is true. I believe that the love between Ariana and Tom 
is long gone and I believe it has been for a while, but I do not believe he's justified for ending, for cheating on her the way that he has. He's justified in wanting to end this relationship, but he's not justified for the way that he's done it. The sad thing is, Narelle, I think this is all a short-term fetish type of relationship for Tom. He threw away something that, you know, they probably could have worked on uh, for a fetish. You know, you get what you deserve. (laughs) And he just wrecked his entire life and lost probably the best woman he's ever, ever going to have by doing this to Ariana. Like, what a waste. What a stupid, stupid waste. Such a waste. Because what woman, what good woman would honestly date this man without him doing any hard work, therapy, all of those things, you know? No one, no good woman would. I don't even think for the fame. I don't think so either. No good woman being the operative term there. He'll have lots of Raquel's in his future. Yeah, have fun, Tom. That's all you're going to get. And that gets old fast. Well, this episode was intense. And I think they're only going to keep getting more and more intense. I, at this point, I don't know. Like, I'm ready for the finale. It's, it's almost becoming stressful for me for some reason. I feel tense. It's tense watching these shows, I guess. It is because we're all playing detective and we're looking for every clue, but it has, it's still fun. We're still having fun. We hope you guys enjoy our breakdown, our analysis. Again, we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts, your comments, come over to our TikTok. It seems to be our, our place, our socials place, but we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment engage we will respond for the most part so yeah join join in it really helps us and we just appreciate the shit out of every single person that does we are looking forward to next week but until next time stay truthful and not hopeless (laughs) 